Hello, Soldier Soul Soccer families, and welcome to the S2S Soccer Podcast. This is your host, Stephen Arroway, the Academy Director for Soldier Soul Soccer Academy, located in Anaheim, California. Thank you for joining our podcast. Please subscribe to our channel and YouTube page for updates on interviews and trainings. With that, let's get started. S2S Soccer Podcast, Season 1, Episode 6, Interview Number 6 with Mike Randolph, formerly of Portland Timbers USL First Division and Los Angeles Galaxy, and head trainer and owner of Mr. Two Elite Soccer Training in Chino Hills, California. Make sure to follow along and subscribe. We're just kind of just sit and chat for a little bit. Um, biggest thing, just kind of wanted to talk to you about your journey through soccer, um, starting from childhood, um, moving up to playing your playing career, and then on in, on into coaching. Um, okay. you know, kind of should be about a half an hour, nothing too crazy. But, uh, yeah, go ahead and get started. Um, what's your first memory touching a ball? Where did it all start? Um, I just remember um, – uh watching tv um you know, watching the um uh mexican channel uh and and uh there was soccer on and i didn't know anything about it i asked my dad all about it and he didn't know anything about it traditionally he's uh you know baseball uh football basketball kind of guy and so he went and learned the basics how to pass a ball how to I kick a ball and he taught me from there and I just took it and ran with it. But yeah, I just remember watching it on TV and like I had to know how to play it. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's kind of like you and your dad learning how to, you know, figure out the game together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh definitely a learning process for both of us. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um when was the first time you kind of joined a team or you kind of got introduced to kind of playing as a team? Um, I started playing, uh, AYSO, uh, just like most kids, um, yep. wasn't anything special, but, um, but I, I kind of gravitated to it. I was, um, an athletic kid. I read, I naturally read the game, uh, well, um, I was fast, I was aggressive. So, you know, my first season, I probably scored about like 40 goals and, um, mostly because, you know, it was only 40 because halfway through the season, they told me I could only score three goals. <laughs> so it was, so it was like, it's one of those things, like I, I realized I was good really quickly, but yeah, that first season, um, it's kind of a surprise. I just took it and ran with it. Oh, that's really awesome. Um, and kind of like on a side note on that, do you remember how many kids you used to play with on the field at one time? Cause I remember when I played, I think it was like, when I was like five or six, I could swear it was like seven v seven, if not like maybe nine v nine. Uh, you know what? I would say somewhere like I I, I want to say it was seven v seven because I don't remember having to jump through a lot of hoops to get the ball. Okay. I I just I just like because nine v nine sounds like a lot of a lot of kids at like six or seven. Yeah. I do, I, but I don't think it was that many kids. Um, gotcha. Yeah. 
yeah, no, just thinking back, I know it's totally different playing, you know, seven on a field when you were six, seven years oh, old. You just definitely. didn't get that many touches. But, yeah. I mean, to be able to dominate like that, that's really fun. So, like you said, you kind of – you're like, hey, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. Yeah. You know, you know, everybody follows the ball. I was more anticipating where the ball was going to be. And yeah, and I'll just wait for it to pop out. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Um, so, when did you kind of make – um, that jump to either club or kind of a little bit more organized uh, soccer? Um, so, you know, I played AYSO for a number of years, probably up until I was about nine. And so um, at that point, you know, they had spring select. So I was playing on a pretty decent spring select team. And so the coach, um, who was a dad, he didn't know much. Um, he just, you know, loved soccer grew up playing soccer, uh, wasn't particularly like super amazing at it, but he had a passion for it. And um, he took our team and uh, decided to play club. Uh, we went and played for uh, the Upland Celtic. And so we did that at about the age of like 10. But yeah, I played AYSO for about three or four years before that. And then uh, we made the jump. Nice. Um, so what, you were mainly a striker growing up? Yeah, I mean, you know how yeah, no really set positions, but that's kind of what you gravitated towards when you were playing, just kind of being up towards the top and just trying to finish. Because I know some kids are like, hey, I'm, I'm a big body. I'm going to stay back here and just kind of be like a goalie, you know, or a big brute defender in the back. But it seems like you kind of gravitated more towards getting on the ball and just going to score. Well, like I said, I was uh, – I read the game well. And so, for me, gotcha. scoring became – scoring was easy uh, younger. But, you know, as – you know, the game progresses, kids get better. Um, so I started off as a forward, and I was pretty good, you know, getting goals. And then at some point, I wasn't scoring as much, but they still needed me to, to have an off, play an offensive role. So they put me in the midfield um, to kind of, uh, you know, mix things up because I'm a lefty. And then, uh, you know, as the game goes on, you know, you, you move around adjusting to not what, just what you're good at, but what the team needs. So... I moved around yeah. quite a bit, but I started off as a, as a forward. Nice. So going through kind of the middle school years, things like that, when did you um, – did you ever have the mentality or something kind of click in you that was like, hey, I'm, I'm pretty good. I think I can maybe go play high school, college, maybe professional. Was there ever kind of that click for you? No, man. Um, it's, it's crazy because, like, so a lot of my a lot of my friends that ended up you know making it to like the next level like college professionally like they the ones that progressed and continued to like play, play along like a lot of them like grew up around soccer I didn't grow up around soccer and like in the era that I was in soccer wasn't really available on um on TV unless you know. You, uh, you're like paying. you said, we're watching that Mexican channel or paying yeah. for that extra subscription, <laughs> right? Right, and so we didn't like that, wasn't really a thing in our house, so I didn't really watch a whole bunch of soccer, but I had a passion for it, so I played like all the time. But, um, I didn't see a path professionally at that, that point. So, like I said, I was an athletic kid, so I was doing everything I was playing yeah. basketball, I was playing soccer, I was doing football. Um, I, uh, I was skateboarding. I was really good at skateboarding, um, almost to the point where, like, I could potentially, like, go pro, you know, skateboarding. So it was, like, it wasn't – I loved it, but it was it, – my, my focus was split. At yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because it works on both ends, you know. Now 
you kind of have that multi-sport aspect of playing and um, you kind of get the different techniques from different sports and things like that. If you could touch on that, how did uh, being like a multi-sport athlete help you kind of growing up in playing soccer? I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's essential, man. Like if you, if you look at some of the, like, you know, the great players uh, in any sport, a, a lot of them played different sports growing up. I mean, you look at like, uh, Kobe Bryant, you know what I'm saying, had a love for uh, soccer because he grew up playing that as well. Like, there's so many extremely talented athletes that, you know, um, that play multi-sports growing up. And I think it gives you such a, a well-rounded um, um, ability to play play defense, offense, understand the game. And live yeah, game. just a good technical base. Yeah, I mean – and it puts you in different in different uncomfortable situations, and so um, I, I think just being able to to quickly like be in this situation, oh, this is different than what I'm normally into, and and bounce back to that and understand adversity, and yeah, you know, it's just it was it was it was I think it was really helpful for me, and I uh, extremely encourage players to not quit other sports until you know maybe high school you really have to choose. Cause yeah. I think it really gives you a leg up. No, that's awesome for sure. So kind of on the back end of that, um, how was it going into high school? Did you play for your team? And, and if you did, how'd that go? Uh, I did. Um, so going into high school, again, I was multi-sport. So I, I did uh, – I wanted to play basketball, but basketball and soccer were the same, were the same season. And I was yeah. really much better at soccer, so – um, I stuck with that, and um, I uh, played varsity all four years. Um, uh, started as a freshman, um, and uh, yeah, and uh, we didn't do very well. Um, <laughs> we weren't particularly very good. Um, small city, uh, no club in the area. I mean, we had one, but it wasn't a very popular club. Gotcha. Uh, uh, club is, isn't as prevalent as it is now. Like, there's uh, multiple clubs in, in every city. Like, you know, yep. it wasn't really that kind of thing back then. So most of my teammates in high school who were older than me were uh, still playing AYSO or very few played clubs. So we got dominated pretty good uh, when it came to, like, playing um, quality, quality teams. Gotcha. That's frustrating. Um, how was it kind of um... – immersing yourself into that team as a freshman you know going on there as the varsity squad of hey there's juniors there's seniors you know and you're you're that freshman you know trying to take their spot how is it how is it kind of integrating yourself into that team uh it wasn't too bad like um obviously like you know they try to do the hazing thing which is like the ritual for like the young guys you know but um but outside of that um I, i was taken to pretty well like i mean when you look at me play compared to other other guys, it's not like I was slowing the team down. I could hold my own, uh, if not more so, uh, than most of the players. Um, and then I had uh, one of my teammates that I played with. His older brother was a senior, so he had been to a couple, a lot of our, our game, my game, my club game. So he kind of like vouched for me as 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 far as being cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that um, goes a long way. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like I I, I was. But the guys are pretty cool. I had I had no issues uh, fitting in and playing. Well, no, I mean, that's good because what I talk to some of my kids about is because when I do my group trainings, 
Um, they're split over maybe three age groups. So there could be some 10 year olds playing with 13 year olds. And some of those younger ones are a little bit hesitant about playing with the older ones. But yeah. I try to get to the point across to them. It's kind of the same thing. If you're going to go play in high school, you know, you're going to be a freshman, you know, at 13, 14, maybe playing with, you know, those seniors that are 16, 17, that are three years older than you. You know, you can't just back down because they're older and bigger. You know, you know how to play. You know, it's soccer. It doesn't change. So, I, you know, I just want to get that across to them that, you know, you were a freshman and you made that jump to that varsity squad. And it's not anything crazy. It's, it's the same sport of soccer. It's just with a different group of people. Yeah, I mean, um, it's one of those things. It's kind of like um, when people are scared to go get, uh, get into slide tackles or, or, or create contact. And, um, you know, the, the fear of the actual contact is, is usually worse than the actual contact. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you can get over that fear, there's nothing but space and opportunity for you to, for you to succeed. So that was kind of what, you know, being a freshman on varsity was. It's like, okay, I'm looking up. Everybody's, you know, I'm 5'7". Everybody else is like 6'9", 6'10 and up. And, you know, they've, they've got, like, you know, 15, 20 pounds on me. It's okay, like, well, I can, you know, play scared or I can light them up. Like, either way, I'm getting into this tackle. Like, I can't avoid exactly. it. Right? Exactly. Right? So, um, it's one of those things where, yeah, if you, if you can just stay confident and, and get rid of that fear, and like I said, the fear is usually worse than the actual outcome. Um, yeah, you should be okay. Yeah. Awesome. So, We'll fast forward a little bit. How was it now you're a senior in high school looking back on were there any freshmen on that team when you were a senior? Um, kind of seeing it from that different perspective of, wow, he's a freshman. I'm a senior. You know, I'm going to treat him this way and try to integrate him into the team. How was it going through that transition of being like kind of on the bottom of the totem pole to being at the top? Uh, it was interesting, you know, because like, I'm I'm used I'm used to my whole career. I've always been the young guy on the team, so it's weird when you're the guy now having to to look out for people. And so I mean, you respect it more, like you know what what to look out for, you understand it. But it's it's definitely a different dynamic. But uh, we had a a handful of uh, sophomores on the team who were who were new to I think we only had one freshman. Um, you know, a handful of juniors, but uh, but no, like I, my, I'm a, I've always been a team player, and at the end of the day, like, like I've I think you're only you're only as strong as your weakest player, right? So if I spend like, you know talking down to you or making you feel like you're less than or you can't or you can't you know compete, um, when you do get a chance to prove yourself, you just you're not you're not gonna perform to your highest level, right? And so um. You know, constantly think about what someone's gonna say or how someone's gonna feel about your first touch or what pass you made. Um, and so, one, that's not fair to the player. Then two, it doesn't help anybody win. Like it doesn't help anybody succeed. So, uh, yeah, I, I try to, um, you know, integrate, pull people along, uh, give advice when I can. You know, calm people down, um, that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, that's it's it's cool. Um, I bet kind of looking back, seeing yourself grow from being kind of just a freshman and learning how it goes to being a senior and trying to implement, you know, kind of the culture, what those seniors taught you to a degree. So yeah. that's, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so after high school, did you go and play in college? Where did it go from there? I did. Um, so again, like I said, I was, uh, I was, I was a 
a busy kid. I was playing basketball, soccer, football, running track. Um, so I didn't really focus on my grades. And so my grades were bad. And so I, uh, after every major D1 you know, came, came after me, I couldn't die with anybody because my grades are bad. So if kids are listening, focus on your grades because they, they are a big determining factor in a lot, especially when you have a lot, a lot, a lot of talent. So, yeah. Um, I ended up going to a school called Yavapai College. And Yavapai is a, uh, a, a junior college, but in Arizona, because they only have so many junior colleges, like I think there's like four major universities there and then like 10 or 12 uh, junior colleges. So the state isn't that huge. Mm-hmm. They're able to give scholarship money. So instead of going like to a bounce back where I have to pay my, my, uh, my own tuition in private school, I went to Arizona with Yavapai. They took care of my housing. They, I, they, I got a food uh, meal plan. Um, I got books. I got I got everything. I didn't have to pay for anything. All I needed was spending money. And so uh, I ended up saving my parents a lot of money. On top of that, they have the caliber of a team that's um, that's a Mount Sack like t- team. Very very good. They go to the national uh, national um, tournament every year. The NG the NJCAA, I believe it is. Okay, nice. In Tyler, Texas. So a lot of exposure, all uh, a lot, a bunch of amazing uh, D1 uh, schools go there. So you'll have a great chance of transferring out. Um, yeah, it just puts you on a great stage. So, um, well, like you said, that, that, that scholarship money and that kind of support is huge because now that's one you know, a couple less things that you have to focus on. You don't have to focus on, you know, where your meals are coming or where you have to go buy your books and things like that. It's just, hey, we got this handled. You focus on your schooling, you focus on your sport, and that's it. Yeah, it's a great way to really um, want to rebound back into a great situation. And so um, I, I, I think if, like I said, if anybody's listening, if they don't have the best of grades, check out. There's a lot of schools like that across the country where you literally don't have to pay to go to a junior college and you can, you know, head to a D1 or a D2 or wherever your, your, uh, your path takes you. But, you know, you can get scholarship money. Um, there's life after that, you know what I'm saying? So it's a good situation. I think a lot of people should look into it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I always tell kids that. Um, I think junior college is a great way to go, especially if you're not, you know, fully decided on a major or what you want to do. Um, go there, test some things out, go play figure out a major you like, and then it's a huge stepping stone for um, other D1s or other places that you want to go. Yeah, I mean, scholarship money, I mean, school is expensive these days, so scholarship money is super important. My thing is, like, okay, if you don't get the kind of money you want to go, unless it's in a school your heart your heart isn't absolutely set on, you know, go somewhere where they're going to pay for you to, you know, go to school and have less loans and and if you don't like it there, you can always transfer out and go somewhere else. Like where they're gonna be like, but it gives you an opportunity to keep the ball rolling and save yourself some money. Exactly. Now that's huge. So how was your experience playing college soccer? How'd that go? Like you said, you got some major tournaments. Um, you, did you get some traveling and things like that? Go to different states. Uh, I did. Uh, so um, you know, uh, because we're a pretty big team, we we played against uh, we played against UNLV. I think we beat them like four one. That's uh, nice. Yeah, they were D, they were D one at the time. I think they're still D one, but yeah, like very talented team. Um, 
we I ended up getting uh was it uh, player of the year as an outside back uh my freshman year uh we took I think we took fourth third or fourth place uh in the national tournament my first year and then um and then uh second place my sophomore year but yeah I had a good run I think I had like like eight or 12 assists, like eight, uh, eight goals my freshman year. So I went from outside back to uh, to outside mid. And then they brought in another guy um, um, who uh, from Colorado um, to play uh, left back. And so they pushed me up. And he actually is uh, still playing in the MLS. He's actually a really, really good player. Um, um, but, yeah, it, it's, it was a great team. Like, I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot. Um, and yeah, I had a blast. That's awesome. Um, so how was it making that transition from kind of outside back to outside mid? I know, I mean, we're all soccer players, but I know the role's different. Um, the way your formation played probably asked for different things. Um, how was it making that transition while also transitioning through the team and how quickly the season moves? Um, it's actually not hard. Like, so I like growing up, I, I worked on a lot of one-on-one -on -one moves. Um, so um, for me, um, my, my favorite, my favorite player growing up was Ronaldinho. So watching him one-on-one -on -one was amazing. So I picked up a lot of stuff off YouTube, but as positionally, I watched a lot of, um, 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 yeah, I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, Roberto Carlos. <laughs> gotcha. So watching how he got forward, and, and I just blended the two. Uh, yeah. So, um, my philosophy is like outside back is like is almost like playing like a lazy midfielder. Like I kind of I drop back, I kind of hang out and kind of wait for the right time to make my runs. But essentially, we're doing the same work. I, I get forward, I get a lot of one on ones, I get a lot of crosses. Um, if I do it right, I get a lot of shots. I, I was practically in the mid, uh, in the midfield all the time. So their, um, their whole process is like, well, since you're already up there, we might as well get you closer to the goal so that way you can get a couple more goals. So, um, but yeah, that's the way I, I played and I think it, it worked well for me. Um, well, exactly. I mean, that's, that's what I kind of want to get off, get across to some of my kids because there are some that are going through um, positional transitions, whether it be, you know, outside back to striker or opposite. And yeah. I just want to kind of get across to them that it's not, it's nothing new. You're playing the same sport, you know, yeah. just things change. Instead of, you know, you're going defense all the time, you might just draw back and you're going to be even more offensive, you know, but biggest thing is you're not doing anything different. Your role is just different, you know, same technique, everything. And anyone, uh, anyone I've, I've, when you, when you can get over not being in the midfield all the time, most people have more fun at outside back. Like I've I've talked to people who've been playing midfield their whole entire life, and then like the coach drops them back to to the midfield, and they're upset at first, and then once they start figuring things out and how much time they have and how uh, how much they still get to go forward and how they're still in the attack, like if you do it right, you very rarely play defense. <laughs> yeah, and that was my thing. I played striker my whole life up until I was like thirteen, fourteen. Um, until I went to club and the coach was like, hey, we got like six strikers. If you want to play, we got to find something else. So that's when I moved to right back. 
And I yeah. started playing like right back and center back in club. And then I went and played right back in college. And I mean, it was probably the most attacking I've ever done. It was up and down the wing overlaps. You're going to go switch right back with your left back because now we're going to invert our outside backs. Yeah. Like I think I was attacking more as an outside back in college than I was as like a striker. Yeah. So I mean, like you said, if you, if you play the role right and you embrace it, it's, it's huge. My favorite player to watch right now is DeAndre Yedlin. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I love the way he plays. I know he's been injured for a while, but I just love his tenacity and just the way he just gets up and down the field the whole game. Yeah. No, I mean, like, like I said, like, I, I, I think once people start to really, like, I mean, there's pros and cons to any position, but, like, for me personally, like, I love the one-on-one factor, um, you know, so I get to play a little defense and shut people down, but, too, like, like I said, if you pick and choose your moments, there are very few moments where, like, you actually play it, like, sit there and play defense. Now, I'm not saying you don't, like, that's because that's your primary job, but um, – where you just have to sit back in your zone and you just wait for somebody to come at you. Yeah. Like it, very rarely do you just sit there and like, but I have had that happen. Like I've played against some amazing teams where like, yeah, where they kind of hold you back. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I, yeah, it was, it was crazy, man. I played against Pachuca and I don't think I ever touched the ball. <laughs> That's crazy. So, um, kind of going a little bit forward you played college how was it going after that you went and played professional what was the transition after yeah so um I played uh, professionally I mean I played in college um and so going into my last semester um I got a call from um a coach who was my uh and he at the time he was coaching at Chivas USA but he was used to be my ODP coach and so he had heard about what I was doing I was playing well so he had me come down and train with Chivas in like the winter. So like uh, early December. So gotcha. I, I, I was training with him and uh, things went well, but like based upon the MLS rules at the, at the time, they couldn't sign me. So, you know, they passed on me. So I was like, all right, cool. So the following week, uh, the Galaxy caught me in. And so I was like, okay. So, you know, go, go down there. I trained with them for a week. Um, I I talked to I talked to the coaches, and um, they liked me, but they like, hey, you know, you, you need a year of professionalism under your belt, so we got to send you to to Portland. So I'm like, okay. so at the time, the Portland Timbers were in the USL, so I'm like, all right. So I ended up uh, going down there, and they played me a little bit just because I was young. They didn't know much about me. Most of the guys coming to them had, you know, on paper. Were, um, were much better, you know, as far as they went to a D1, they played all four years, you know, they have all these stats. Yeah, All-American, blah, 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 yeah, all that right. stuff. <laughs> and so they, 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 you know, they downplayed the junior college thing. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I get there, I got paid the very minimal amount, right? They, like, they paid me, like, the league minimum, like, which is, like, nothing. And the first game, the guy, they, they didn't want to play me because I was the youngest guy on the team. I was 20. Um, and the guy who was playing my position got absolutely destroyed, like, the whole entire game. They just ripped him. So the next game, they figured they had nothing to lose. <laughs> so they decided to put me in, and I never looked back. Like, I started every game I was healthy healthy for. Um, I got – ended up getting, like, runner-up rookie, uh, runner rookie of the year, which 
isn't bad. Like, just because, uh, you know, I was, play- I was playing against another rookie who was a forward, and he scored, like, 15 goals or something like that. I was like, I was never going to win that. But, but, I mean, um, that's good to kind of be on that same level or even be compared to what he was doing at that time, you know? You're like, all right, I see where I am, and I see where he is. I'm not too far off. 100%, but you also got to remember, like, I'm, I'm also 20, and most of these guys are 22, 23. Um, and so, you know, I, I had, a, had a little bit of a head start on everybody, but, um, but, yeah, I went from, you know, not getting a look just because I was younger and then going into starting – and never looking back, like it wasn't even a question if I was going to play the next game or not. Like if I was healthy, they were putting me in. And so I keep saying is like, that's what I'm saying is like, you have a moment where you can, you know, duck out of a challenge or step into it. And, you know, sometimes you just got to dip your, uh, dip your shoulder and just light people up and, you know, figure yep. out things out when you, <laughs> when you hit the ground. And figure it out after, yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so then how did it go from there? I mean, you're playing – how long How long did you play professional for? Uh, I played for nine years. So nice. After, yeah, so after I got done with uh, with Portland, like, so I, I signed a one-year contract. And so at the, the season ended really early because we weren't very good. Like, we were all defense, no offense. And that's why I was saying, like, I've had moments where, like, all we did was play defense. That was one of those years. Gotcha. Um, so uh, – when I was done, uh, the Galaxy called me, called my agent. They were like, hey, would you like to uh, come down and train with us? You know, So I went down for a week, and um, it went well. So by the end, at the end of the week, they, they offered me a contract, and I signed with them. And that was the uh, beginning of, of like, re- like, really, really, like, pushing me forward and, and really feeling like a pro. Yeah. How was it signing that, that first contract, putting that pen to paper? Oh, man, it was surreal. Like, the first contract was dope. Like, I was like, okay, but I didn't really feel like a pro. But like, Yeah, because like you said, you were still in the transition, so kind of getting moved around. But yeah, like, that but, second one, you're like, all right, I made it. This is my yeah. second one. We're here. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you know, when you, you're rubbing elbows with Kobe Jones, Landon Donovan, um, you know, like uh, Chris Albright. Like dudes I've seen play on the national team, dudes I like I've seen growing up. Yeah. Um, that's what that's what makes it surreal. Like I like I I'm here, I made it. Yeah, that's 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 amazing. Like you said, the experience in itself, just walking around, talking to those guys, getting touches off of them, that's it's awesome. Yeah. That's crazy. All right. Um I got like one or two other little questions, but we're pretty much done. Okay. Um I mean, what's, what's your kind of biggest piece of advice for young kids? I mean, I train 150 kids every month, so I'm going to send these okay. out. Um, this is going to go on my YouTube channel, on my podcast, so the kids are going to be able to listen to this. So, I mean, if you got, like, kind of one piece of advice, that'd be awesome. Uh, my biggest piece of advice is, like, um, one, um, everybody's got an opinion of how you play. Um, all of it's subjective. You know, what one coach hates about you, the next coach may love. Um, and so in, when it comes to that, like, just just be confident who you are and confident how you play. Don't be stubborn, right? If they're asking you to do this and you're like, no. <laughs> don't yeah. be stubborn, but don't, don't try to be something you're not. 
because that's what exactly. ends up happening with a lot of a lot of players. I played for a coach who who wouldn't let me be me, and the whole season I I played terrible, and then one day I was like, you know what, forget it. Like like I'm getting limited minutes because he feels some type of way about me. I'm just gonna play like I play. By the end of the game, he's like, yo, why aren't you playing like that all the time? It's like because you won't let me. Right. Exactly. So, um, like I said, all, all this stuff like is subjective. So be be you, be who you are, work hard, um, and just like don't don't give up. Because like I said, like there's always a moment where someone's gonna be like, oh, like I don't like this kid. He's not he's not working for me. But yeah. someone will like you. Someone will work for you. If you're in college and you got like you're playing for a coach who doesn't like you, go somewhere where you're gonna be appreciated. Don't sit, suck it up for four years because you think this is it. Go somewhere else where you're going to enjoy your time. Yeah, no, that's huge. I mean, I, I think I've heard before moving up to the NFL draft, um, like, you know, as a, as a prospect, you don't need all 32 teams to love you. You just need that one coach to love you and know how to use you right. Yeah, but that could change your career. Like, that yes. kind of stuff can change your, your trajectory. Like, one coach likes you. All these co- other coaches don't. You, 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 you thrive under this coach. Right, and then all of a sudden, several teams want you. Exactly. Like, so yeah, just confidence, be yourself, and work hard. And yeah, take over all, man. Yeah, that's that's huge. I really appreciate that. Um, it was really awesome listening to your story and kind of where you came from because I know the kids, kids love hearing all this stuff. Um, I really like giving them examples of, you know, homegrown players and people who just kind of did it themselves and. <laughs> And just grew up and found a way to make it, you know, didn't really have things handed to them. So I really appreciate, you know, you giving your story and your time. No problem. Appreciate it, man. No problem. All right. Um, I will talk to you soon and uh, have a good one. Stay safe. Likewise. Thank you. You too.